just a fool yeah. to believe Move. she got anything I need. It's one o'clock. Inspiration 92.3 FM. 92.3 Inspiration FM. Nigeria's number one family radio station. Happy Sunday and welcome to another programming of Wellness Half Hour. We're quite excited for today's program. Yes, and we are in a new month, and this month is known as Women's Month. Um, we'll be having a lot of discussions this month, so we have a lot of interesting topics lined up. Last month, we spoke on heart, heart health, the importance, and this month, we're bringing you discussions on women so for today today's conversation is on undue pressures women face but before we get into that just want to share with you wellness half hour of course we focus on the pillars of wellness spirituality mindset nutrition lifestyle and environment and for these pillars of wellness we focus on different topics so for today we have with us our guest Margot who is a wellness entrepreneur and we're certainly delighted to have her in our presence um, we also have a young gentleman this morning his name is Xavier who recently finished secondary school and he will comment in the conversation we're having about the undue pressures women face. Welcome, Margot. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Good afternoon, Lagos and beyond. Good afternoon. So let's just get right into this topic, undue pressures that women face. Women we know are multitaskers, uh, we fill so many different roles. Mothers, we work, we cook, we clean, we carry the baby for nine months. It's, it's a lot. That and we, we nurse for a year, two, for years. two years. We nurse forever. Yes. Um, and so now we are in the workplace. And we've been in the workplace for a while. Yes. But in the workplace space, we find that because we are busy, time goes, we have projects, we have timelines, somehow we're dropping the ball on certain things. So, Margo, share with us, what are some of those undue pressures that we are going through? Well, there are so many of them, and I hope we will be able to do justice within this short, <laughs> within this short period. But... I would say that the major pressure that we face as women is to live up to certain expectations. Now, don't get me wrong, we are very powerful, we are strong, we are very capable. I think it's been instilled in us by the Creator. But there, 
let's talk about the office space. The office space isn't exactly the woman's space, and we've come into that space, and so we find ourselves having to be like men, even in that workspace, to prove ourselves. And it's not that we're not capable, but we bring our own flavor. But um, they don't always see that. We're always expected to behave like the men, and with that, we kind of lose our femininity. We lose that magic touch, which is which can only be found in women uh, because we're competing, but we're not competing on our own terms. We're competing on the man's terms. Hmm. So that also means that we're giving in a lot of time because, of course, we know that um, in the workspace, there's deadlines, there's projects, there are times that we have to really put into work in order to show that we are par on par with men but is this something that's healthy yes and no hmm. like i said we are we're powerful we're capable but um we are not doing it on our own terms we're not doing it with that which is natural to us we're doing it in a way that is often not as natural to us as it is for the men um, we're different, the sexes are different, the men are methodical, they, are, they just operate differently from us. So whenever we come in, and even when we rise to positions of um, leadership, there's that the man expects you to run your team or your unit the way he would have run it. Mm-hmm. And it's, 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 not, um, it's not that way. So yes, we, we want to prove that we're able. When we don't appear to run it the way they want us to run it, then we begin to doubt ourselves. We begin to think that perhaps we're not good enough. And then we we begin to, should I say overcompensate? To prove that we are good enough. And I will say we are capable. We're capable. But if only we did it how we were naturally designed to function. So are we dropping the ball in some areas? Because of course... Yes, as both women and men, yes, we go to work. Um, If the woman is trying to overcompensate and show herself as equal or even getting the job done to its finest, are some areas in our lives lacking? Most of the times, yes. And sadly to say, I will... Um, already just put out there one of the lacking points could be attention to home attention to children true true that is it because um, in a place like Lagos you work if you were working let's say in a bank and you live on the mainland and your office is on the island like he that means that you're leaving home as early as 5 30 and chances are you're not going to get home before 8 p.m most of the time so the larger chunk of the time that your children are um, active, you're not, sadly, you're not there. You know, mothers come home late and they go to wake their children up just to speak with them or they wake them up in the morning before it's time just to be able to speak with them and then you're speaking to them over the phone. So chances are you, the home may suffer and then um, the husbands, the husbands, they're big babies. <laughs> They are big babies. They need their sort of attention too. And um, it often suffers. One of the challenges is to um, balance this. Now, many women have been able to balance the 
work-life, what we call work-life balance. But it's always going to take a, a chunk out of us somehow. <laughs> I mean, we will succeed, but um, finding how to manage. So that. how to really balance ourselves. Uh, I spoke with a older woman not, not too long ago who was actually ill. Uh, and she said, work-life work life balance is really tough because as a woman you have so much more to put on so much more to do and she found that she just got to a breaking point of you know what i'm just going to be myself i'm not going to do all this charade of makeup and extraness and making my knees hurt because i put on the stilettos to stay into the heels all day long she just got tired of it um, and, you know, as I said, she did have a breakdown, but that was her wake-up moment. Yes. The, the, um, different people have breakdowns at different times. And sometimes the wake-up moment for some women isn't um, that they broke down. It's just that they realized that they were missing something. Maybe they missed their baby's first steps or something like that. They weren't able to get to the hospital quickly enough when... The child may have had an incident in school, mm -hmm. an accident, and all of that. That just may be their wake up, their wake up, you know, a wake up call or their breaking. That would be their own breaking point. And um, with women, we, we need to choose um, career. You know, we need to choose our careers. We need to choose how we navigate those careers that we choose. And I'm not saying that women have to stay at home, but we, we need to pick. We need to pick our battles, if I can say that. We need to pick our battles. There is always time. There are many women who did not progress in their careers till so their children were teenagers and now they're CEOs. If that's what it's going to take, because um, no matter what, motherhood is instilled in all of us, whether we're married or not, whether we're, um, you know, whether we're a single parent, whether we're married. It's, it's actually just, it's the feminine, it's the feminine genus in us. And so that nurturing, it's going to be, I think that's what's natural to us. It's more natural to us than the workspace. Mm -hmm. And that is why it's where um, we function the best. So, you know, as we say, sometimes it may be that we have to put in some terms, meaning that if you want to take on a certain job or yes, you want to help out with, uh, assisting with the family or fun funding with the family that you may just need to find that job that works for you True. and maybe at the beginning you know say that this these are the hours that I can work I mean, yes that's true now the problem is that many employers do not see um, which goes back to what I said about us competing in the workspace not not on level ground many employers do not see the need for women at least not in this part of the world the work hours are the same for everybody you know okay maybe the certain organizations when you come back from your maternity leave you get to close a bit early for the next two or three months i think that that's the most we get but uh, most employers do not um give room and what, what they don't realize is that the woman who some some employers aren't even happy that women um are getting pregnant every year 
But what they don't realize is that that baby is your future customer. <laughs> that baby could be your future staff. That baby could be your future CEO. So we're bringing life and continuity to life. You know, we're bringing forth new life and continuity to life. So, um, yes, but for us women, we shouldn't be afraid to ask for that if it's, if it's possible, you know, to ask for different work hours or different... I mean, it's okay if the pay is less. The jobs we do, really, <laughs> we can't be paid <laughs> full, but it, it's okay to ask um, to negotiate in a different way if, if that is possible. So I know that productivity at many workplaces is key. Um, I do want to say and remind everyone that next week, Tuesday, is International Women's Day. And the theme that they have around International Women's Day, in line with this conversation, that is, um, break the bias. Yes. And breaking the bias, what does that really mean? Or what does that really entail? That breaking the bias means breaking the bias in our communities. Individually, we're all responsible for our own thoughts and actions all day, every day. We can break the bias in our workplaces. Uh, and then also breaking the bias in our schools, colleges, universities. Yes, women want to be equal, but they also want to break the bias of gender discrimination, stereotyping um, each time, and just feeling inclu inclusive, really. Yes, yes. Oh, there's, there's just so many ways in which that bias could be broken. Um, a single woman looking, I, I know I experienced that when I was looking for a house. Nobody was willing, I mean, just... The sheer fact that I wasn't married, some landlords didn't even want to deal. They, they didn't want to talk at all. You know, I know she's not married. And um, there's a certain agent that told me that he got the place where he had told the landlady, and this was even a landlady, that my um, husband was in the abroad. So I should make sure I follow up with the lie. I should, you know, he told me that's what he told her. So I better formulate something to tell, <laughs> to tell them. If not, I wouldn't get the place. And... When I told someone else, this is an older woman, and I told her that I refused. She said, why did you refuse? She had a similar situation before she got married. And she said, let's lie the lie and continue lying. I said, no. Doing this, I knew that it, it was difficult, but I was making a statement that hopefully would be helpful for other, you know, for other women. The, the fact that someone is single doesn't mean that they, they're not responsible. It doesn't translate to that. So... We're here, we, we talk about, when we talk about, oh, break the bias, women, gender equality, the men are talking with us. Hmm. But when it comes to the real thing, when it comes to the real, um, pr the practical application of this, we, <laughs> we yeah. often don't, we often, we often um, don't see that. Um, just yesterday, a bike man hit me hmm. from behind and he started shouting, what's wrong with you, this woman? <gasps> you hit me. And your first response is, what is wrong with this woman? Um, some years ago, a man brushed me. He was wrong. He brushed my car. And he came out and was talking. And when I was telling him he was wrong, his, his response, all he could say was, um, you're a woman and you're talking. I can't believe it. You're a woman and you're talking. And this guy, on a good day, if I met this guy somewhere else and he said hi, I would say, hey. Oh, I mean, he was a good-looking dude. Hmm. I, it's someone that... He, I, I, I just couldn't... 
that's your argument. You broke the traffic rules. I mean, you 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 went off your lane and came and hit my car. Mm -hmm. And your only response is the fact that I am a woman and I am talking. And so the, the um, it's a yeah. lot. We see it. We see people with banners. We see women protesting here and there. We we hear it, but um, when it comes to what really matters, how does it? Um, I think. How do things really play out at yes. the end of the Yes, so breaking the bias. And then you can't, even, you can't seal a land deal without a man being present. Hmm. That's, um, that's why we have a whole month for women. <laughs> <laughs> so, Xavier, let's hear your comments on gender bias, breaking the bias itself. Let's hear what you have to say regarding What's happening with um, the war today, Ukraine? Well, the whole uh, gender bias. Well, yes, there are, there are times where there are cases and the, there is a bias towards the females, some ill treatment. But then it is noticeable that most times the, the term feminism is only brought up when it benefits the women. <laughs> like nowadays, we're not hearing okay feminism as on the news they've been saying women and children going to their houses while the men should be at the front line you're not hearing any of the feminists coming out to say this is feminism which we treated equal rights here is the ask for equal rights time is now still equal rights why aren't they saying women to the front line why are the women women and children inside the house yeah like that but now remember somebody has to take care of the children i understand what you're saying regarding women and equality and it favoring us when we want it to <laughs> but you do raise a good point yes it, <laughs> he does uh, funny enough that's something i tell women that if we are asking for these things then we should be ready for what we're asking for so i i'm not um personally i'm not a big in, I'm, i'd rather focus on femininity not feminism Femininity, that which is natural to um, to us, and um, there are pictures all over the internet now of many women in <laughs> Ukraine who have taken up arms, and um, even here in Nigeria we have women in the army, um, women yeah. in infantry, mm -hmm. the combatant ones and all. So we um, we've had that even in the during the Cold War we had the spies, the be the best spies were the women. Yeah. <laughs> The best spies were the women. I mean, that's that's just a historical uh, fact. So we've, we've we've been there. We have a silent way of making our uh, mark. That I, you know, <laughs> in a different way, we have a silent way of making our mark. So under some of the undue pressures that women face, um, I know there is the discussion on, you know, younger women versus middle-aged women versus older women. And we're seeing on social media uh, a lot of, let me say, models or people who are aspiring to be like people on social media. And sometimes on this social media platform, it's it's a, um, what word do I use? It's a fakeness. It's, it's a charade. A facade, it's a charade. <laughs> However... The charade looks good, it's enticing, and women are trying to live up to that. But at the same time, they are also under a lot of pressure. True. Um, that's true. 
that's true in so many in, in ways that I'm not sure I can um, fully express. But yes, there is that. Because um, now I'm, I'm saying this, but this isn't all, uh, this is not, these are not sweeping statements. I mean, everybody's situation and circumstance, uh, they're different, but I'm just speaking generally. So don't, if that's not the case for you, don't think that I am. This is well, not. This is not a stereotype. I'm not stereotyping. Mm -hmm. And so, but um, the average man, right, wants his wife to look very good outside. So he wants her all... Um, Dolled up. All dolled up, yes. Uh, the same man wants his food, Calabar kitchen style at home, and he doesn't want to see a speck of dust hmm. when he comes home. So um, we find women who give in to one. It's either they just forget looking good and they face the home, or they forget the home. And they're all about the glam. They need to look good so that it can be said that hmm. their husbands are taking care of, of them. them yes but and who defines the looking good it's society yes society society the media the media <laughs> yes so we have billboards all around yes. we have the um telephone that is constantly showing certain With filters filters that make you look different and it doesn't it doesn't help us embrace now i'm not someone who would say um don't work on yourself don't don't don't, don't try to be i'm not going to say I'm, I'm not an advocate for that but can we just be us just try to look good just you don't have be to be yourself don't, don't look glam don't don't strive to look glam i mean some people it comes to them naturally but I just feel for many of us, it's not, we, we try so hard to fit that profile. Like everybody is wearing um, uh, bone straights. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm not saying that because I'm natural, but there's that. If, if you don't have the latest iPhone, if you don't have the latest style of shoes, it's, it's, it is, uh, it is a problem. Yes, we, we want to, everybody wants to look good, actually. Everybody wants to look good. But how about looking good in your, in your own way? Uh, Xavier, do you think we look good? What, what do you have to say about the pressures of women face, social media, the ads and so forth that are out there? What's your take on that? Well, uh, in, in general, people can look the way that they choose to look. But then it's all about whether you're looking you or you want to look like someone else or is it your own identity that you're trying to prove or do you want to look like some perfect looking person out there are you looking mm -hmm. for a natural yourself are you trying to cover your whole face with like a whole different human being that when the makeup is off it's like two Who different people <laughs> yeah yeah so it's more about is it your identity you're trying to push for people or is it like, oh. this fake persona that you want people to notice you as now, what, what do you think is important for men, though? Because men want to see their women looking good, and that's why women get a bit of pressure. Yeah. Well, um, of course, pe different people have different looks, and some men may be looking for a different kind of look. It doesn't mean that you have to fit that kind of look. In a case where your personality can still cover up for that look, then a man will, a man will still recognize that personality in you, even though he did not look at you because of your looks. Sure, he would look at you initially because it's like, okay, what do I see? I've seen this look. I like this look. This is what I want. But then if the character is trash and it's like, this character does not go with the look I want, so I can't have this, I can't have this look. Huh. But then it says, okay, I didn't like this look initially, but this character is something I like. So maybe I would go for this because this is the character I'm looking for. 
it doesn't have the ideal look that I perfectly wanted, but it is in line with the good things that I'm interested in a character. It's funny that you should say that because I actually know two people who are close to me. Their wives are really not their spec. <laughs> they're, they're close oh to me. My, my cousin doesn't like light-skinned women. His wife is light-skinned and he loves her to pieces. He wasn't attracted to her by her looks, but somehow they got talking and everything about her was what he wanted. So he said, hi to the looks. Why to the looks? I, I think that's just an example of... Um, of um, us being us so that hopefully men see beyond that people generally you know men see beyond mm -hmm. so yeah. the so the message is really don't succumb to the undue pressure that's there really just try and be yourself try and build yourself that undue pressure can cause depression yes it can cause anxiety. It can cause you to be bankrupt. It can cause you to lose yourself. You won't yes. even know who you are anymore because we, we, we try to be in a certain way and we, we forget who we are. And when I say who we are, it's not fabricating something like this persona, this is who I'm, I, I want to be. It's actually instilled in us. It's actually already there right from when we're formed in our, it's in our DNA, when we're formed in our mother's wombs what we are has always been we just build on that we show the world what it is it's the the looking inward so that that's the problem with social media there's all this out, outside 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 um, what people see out how we present ourselves we and we don't go in we don't think you know deep we mm -hmm. don't look inwards to see who we are every human being grows and sometimes we at an, a certain age we realize oh this is this is me i didn't have that in me mm -hmm. i didn't know i had that in me then you remember when i was young i did this when i was younger that is actually it's been there all this all along all along so so really the undue pressures ladies and gentlemen because sometimes a gentleman does put the pressure on women as well is remember that your children are looking at you they're looking up to you and they also have to carry the baton. Yes. So grounding them from an early age without the pressures and helping them just understand themselves, listen to themselves, have talks with them, that also helps to break the bias as well. I have a friend whose, whose um, daughter wasn't eating. The girl was about seven, eight years old then. She wouldn't eat. Um, you know, whenever they gave her her meal, she would give it to her younger ones. Hmm. Till the mother realized one day that because she's always talking about being fat and all the different diets, kids are so sensitive. They yeah. pick up on everything. Yeah. And yes, the girl was a bit chubby. So she felt if her mom is complaining, then I mean, she's heading to where her mom is. So she wow. had better start early. And the woman discovered after about two years of struggling to make the girl eat. Wow. And she just realized that's when she, you know, it was that that oh, her own her own attitude towards her her body and all affected the girl. Okay. So the girl wasn't confident. Um, during sports in school, she wouldn't want to wear her shorts. Wow. And all of and that. And that's an early age. It's really early. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's Th really those early. are some of the realistic undue pressures, and not just for the grown woman but also for the young teenagers, the young girls. Yes. So really paying attention. 
So wrapping up this uh, Tuesday is International Women's Day and the theme is Break the Bias. I think it's so important that we do break the bias, break the mold, break the stereotypes and be more diverse, be more inclusive, celebrate women, value women. Um, I know Xavier raised a good, a good point. Um, women are trying and I think we just need to appreciate them more. Many multinationals are deliberately putting women in, 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 in um, management positions because they're seeing what yes. women bring to the table. Yes, yes, yes. So join us again next week, Sunday. We do have exciting uh, topics lined up for the month of March, Women's Month. Thank you so much, Margot. Thank you, Xavier. Thank you. Bye-bye. Everyone is talking about the only one station that gives the insight. Inspiration 92.3 FM. Hey, stop right there. That's the dial. Inspiration. 92.3 Inspiration FM. Counter-attacking football at its best. One end of the field to the other in an instant. That was sensational. The game is over. The players are off the pitch, but the fans remain to tell the tale. Join us on Counter-Attack and have your say on the most topical and controversial issues in the world of sports. Excuse me. On the most serious note, Antonio, you need to apologize. If you just call him a useless coach, you can't. That's going to get better. You don't watch out. All German coaches who are doing with today, they are selling their audience. Think you know better than us? Want to counter what anybody else has said? Let's all meet on Counter-Attack. This is your chance to take control of the mic and tell us exactly how you feel. Counter-Attack, Mondays to Thursdays, 4.15 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. on the number one family radio, Inspiration at 2.3. Counter-Attack, you get to do all the talking. Counter-Attack, live from the 8th of February. Join us on Fidelity SME Forum every Tuesday at 6.30 a.m. and for a rebroadcast on Thursday at 6.30 p.m. as we equip you with insights, skills, and expertise required for building a sustainable and successful business. In the diaspora, this is Globally Us. I am Iria Enahimio at large, and you are welcome. In 2016, in a whirlwind of controversies, especially infuriated by the intervention of FBI's director James Comey, Hillary Clinton lost the presidency to Donald Trump. Those who were shocked by the results may have tried to clamp their jaws back in place with the consolation that Clinton had actually won the popular vote by nearly 3 million votes. But the events of the next four years left their jaws hanging loose. By some weird calculation, there is an electoral college which usurps the rights of the majority in the USA. In USA, government of the people by the people and for the people is actually government of the people by an elite congregation called the Electoral College and for the people. In politics, it seems, 
every weapon is permitted, the means expectedly Machiavellian. The end justifies the meanness. In any case, isn't that the very DNA of every politician, the self-centered desire to conquer the soul of a people and hang on to it perpetually, even pass it on as inheritance to their children if they are not stopped? The difference between one politician and another seems simply the volume of their greed, how much crumb they will let fall off the table. If you think elections are tempestuous in Africa or Haiti or Guatemala, Mexico or India, Contrast them with U.S. elections. I have always found U.S. elections intriguing. Not the elections themselves, but the paths that lead to being elected, the vying for power, the wooing of the electorate. But we no longer bother with that path in Nigeria. There are no elections, but selections. I remember with nostalgia what it used to be in the days of Adilabu, Awulawo, Mbajiwe, Azikiwe, the Zik of Africa. There were no televised debates, but there were memorable speeches delivered in public squares from the top of wooden tables. I remember the spectacle of Anukutiebo, Umimiejo, in one mile long wrappers flowing behind him in the arms of young foot soldiers. I was a kid then, I didn't get the whole gist of it, but when I encountered the American version for the first time, the picture of elections and politics went one notch up. The campaign speeches were simply mind-blowing. The charisma of the Kennedys, the breathtaking adventures of Tricky Dick. John Wayne of the movies came alive. It was simply one light cowboy movie to be watched at the edge of your seat. I have not stopped watching since then. Not because I believe that America is the greatest democracy in the world. It is because America's brand of democracy has confounded the definition of democracy as I thought it was meant to be. And because I am watching intently, I'm seeing the twists and turns of the system Nigeria ditched the parliamentary system for, and it seems so suddenly to bear such uncanny resemblance to the chaotic versions on the darker sides of the human community. The line between democracy and dictatorship gets thinner and blurrier by the day, and I'm gripped with fear. Well, if I'm truly disillusioned by what has become of democracy in America, why am I happy on it? What is the alternative? Since we must continue to pretend or strive to be civilizations, there must be government to regulate rules of engagement. And that means leaders. And leaders should be persons chosen and accepted by the led. That is what distinguishes democracies from dictatorships, no matter how blurred the line becomes. In USA, campaign for the 2024 elections began as soon as grounds were yielded to Trump in 2016 by his party. The puppets and the puppeteers fill the landscape and become more distinguishable by the day. In Nigeria, elections are in early 2023, only a breath away. Yet, it is the names of the departed president and the soon-to-be-departed one that still resonate in the halls of debate. The political landscape is full. Visibility is near non-existent, and dinosaurs have their seats reserved in Congress. The future stirs us in the face. Can you see it? I am globally yours, Iria Inahimio.